0: The Blast From Our Past Network. Hello and welcome to The Blast From Our Past Podcast. We are the podcast that brings you full-on movie breakdowns, TV show reviews, and more, all from the things of our nostalgic past. I'm John. And I'm Adam. And today we have another album review for you. Adam, today we're going across the pond into the heart of Europe for some German heavy metal. Yeah,
1: ja, ich liebe dich. Ich liebe Deutsch. Ich liebe Deutschland.
0: Ich liebe Rammstein. Um, today we're going to be talking about the band Rammstein and their sophomore album Singsucht. Uh I remember when Rammstein hit the scene in the U.S. That was I was probably sophomore junior in high school, yeah. roughly when that came out, and everyone you either thought it was the craziest thing you ever heard or the greatest thing you've ever heard yeah we definitely fell into that latter portion like i i mean i know i did i
1: i started taking german classes in soft no no sorry not sophomore year um eighth seventh grade seventh Mm -hmm. grade of middle school and and that's probably actually pretty close to when this came out for me as well. Okay, I don't know if Rammstein influenced me wanting to go into <laughs> German, um, but you know it probably just came at a, at a perfect time where I started to study it and I and I liked it a lot. And, and Rammstein's perfect for a German student because just <laughs> the way that they have their lyrics, they're kind of they're pretty repetitive and they're usually pretty simple lyrics yeah. in German. They're not like doing some intense. German German poetry or anything on there. They're right. just saying like a couple words and like getting intense and it's very yeah. So it it was awesome and this and the way you put it, this industrial sound mm-hmm. was definitely different than other stuff that I had heard before and I was definitely digging it. You know, it's that kind of mix of techno and and, and heavy metal, kind yeah. of similar enough to what when we talked about um uh Mortal Kombat, right? Kind of like that that soundtrack. Style is something that uh, definitely we became fans of thanks to that movie, and this is kind
0: of is, is a similar style. Yeah, oddly enough, this Rammstein style actually got its own term. Mm. So bands of this era, uh, actually not just this era, actually kind of going back even farther, but this sort of German heavy metal slash industrial techno rock um, kind of was d- dubbed, and I'm going to butcher this pronunciation. <laughs> Uh, the new Deutsch hatte, Neue Deutsch hätte, hätte. I okay. think
1: if I saw that correctly, I can't remember exactly what I was looking at, but okay, you're close enough,
0: John. I don't know, I don't know what the,
1: the A with the two dots on it's a has it's pronounced, a, it's an umlaut. Oh, I know it's an and, umlaut, but I don't know how that affects the sound of the A. So, yeah, so Neue Deutsche Herta is okay. how it's pronounced. So, it's like ha, it kind of changes it from a which would be the regular a a look, mm-hmm. but the A to the e. Okay. Hertha, Hertha. All right.
0: <laughs> but that loosely translates to the new German hardness. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> I like that. Which yeah. I like. Um, and that sort of became uh, their that sound. Um, there are other uh, bands in that sound you probably never heard of, but there's some that I listen to. Um, Icebreaker? Icebreaker. Yeah, you got me onto them, and yes. that, they are awesome. Uh, Icebreaker. Uh, Hammerschmidt is another one. Okay. I listened Hamm- to yeah, Megahertz. Megahertz okay that's a good name uh, is another good one and Stahlhammer those are ones that I've listened to uh, albums of before I really enjoy the sound of it mm-hmm. um, r- sort of regardless of whatever message they're talking about they could be talking about Satan for all I know because yeah. um, I don't really know I do look up the lyrics from time to time but mostly I just appreciate it for the musical qualities that it has and like just you know how the music is composed. Yeah. Including the, including the lyrics and the melody of the lyrics and, and how it works with the song, even though I have no idea what it's meaning. It's honestly, it's like listening to an opera. It's like listening to an opera because yeah. most people don't speak, you know, well, I should say not most people don't speak a certain language because are obviously a whole country of people who speak yes. that language. But, you know, here in America, if you go see an opera, it's probably either going to be an Italian or German, possibly French.
2: Mm hmm
0: but well, mostly it's going to be in an Italian and German. Those are yeah. going to be the two big ones. Yeah. And if you don't speak of those languages, it doesn't detract from the beauty of the okay. music. It's a beautiful Rammstein opera we're about
1: to get into. <laughs> um, it's funny you said, I think you mentioned this came out in 97, which I hadn't yet. You hadn't yet. Okay, well there this we came go. out in 97. No, oh, no, wait, maybe I did. Yeah, you said it was, yeah, you did. Oh, yeah. You mentioned it was around the time you were sophomore yeah. or junior high school. Um, but like, and when I listen to this music and re-listening to it for the podcast, it doesn't... 97 feels really old to me. Right. Like, that's 22 years ago, 23 years ago now. And it's this does not feel
0: that old. I mean, this feels modern to me yeah. still. It's that good. Yeah, the sound, the quality of the sound is is great. Yeah. Uh, so, as we mentioned previously, uh, the album was released on the 25th of August in 1997, Um, It was recorded at Temple Studios in the country of Malta. Oh, okay. (laughs) Interestingly enough. Yeah. uh, Put out by Motor and Slash Labels, the two labels there. Um, And it was produced by Rammstein and Jacob Hellner, who his credits mostly include Rammstein, the only other band on his list that I recognized um, because he's a Swedish producer, Mostly produces Swedish heavy metal bands. The uh, heard, the heard, they heard, I heard. Yeah, uh, the Swedish Chef's, uh, <laughs> yeah. heavy metal album is really good out there. You guys Didn't know it. So. Uh, the only other band that he uh, produced an album for that I recognized was the the Finnish heavy metal cello band Apocalyptica.
1: Okay, that sounds no, no. no that was a movie. That was a Mel Gibson movie. No, no, no. it was a band. That was Apocalypto. Never mind. Yeah, it was okay.
0: Apocalyptica uh, was a. Uh, it was. They started out as an all cello quartet metallica cover band okay and i bought their first album when it came out which was about my senior year of high school because i was working in a record a record not a record company a record store media play they're dead now i know (laughs) anybody pour one out for media play everybody (laughs) (laughs) honestly it was a great store to work for it was a great store to go to when people went to stores to get their music Mm -hmm. um but you know they were a uh they were a Metallica cover band on cello. Mm-hmm. That's badass. It was it was interesting, um, and they've since branched off into other things, and they uh, yeah. now have a drummer, and, and they do their own stuff. They still use the cello, but they're not strictly a Metallica cover yeah. band. I mean, I like it when you take
1: some of the the heavy metal stuff and turn it into something interesting. You said, yeah, like a four cello grouper, um, Rodrigo Gabriella, that you know is like Spanish guitar style or Mexican guitar style, but mm-hmm. they
0: do they do some heavy metal stylings in there, and it's really cool. Yeah. So. And I actually say their their cover of the Metallica song The Unforgiven mm. is actually really hauntingly beautiful. <laughs> I mean it's it's pretty nice i mean the rest of it the rest of it does sound like they're playing a melody you know they're Mm -hmm. singing the song or playing the song on cello and stuff like that but that one seems to work
1: yeah i mean you're right it's definitely hauntingly beautiful um it's it's yeah gorgeous song but i'm still i find myself like I mean, they're celloing hard right there. You're just like, <laughs>
2: nu, nu,
0: nu, 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 I mean, but in like a nice cello sound, but I, yeah, I, I like that. That was good. Uh, the personnel in Rammstein, at least at the recording of that album, was Till Lindemann on vocals, Richard Kruspe on lead guitar. I'm probably butchering some of these. <laughs> Paul Landers on rhythm guitar. I'm pretty sure I got that one right. Landers. No, this is America. It's <laughs> fucking Landers. <laughs> Uh, Oliver Rydell on bass guitar, Christoph Schneider on drums, and Christian Flake Lorenz or Lorenz, actually I'm not really sure where the emphasis is on, on that name, um, on keyboards. And the only other person that was did any uh, music was um, a lady named Christi, or sorry, Christ, Christiane mm-hmm. Christiane Hebold, who's known as Bobo. Yeah, <laughs> I saw that. She was a singer of a band uh, called Bobo and the White Wooden Houses, which was just a local German band. Mm-hmm. They n- never never really made it big or anything like that. Yeah. But uh, she's actually done background vocals on several Rammstein right. songs. Cool. And we'll talk about the one that she's on when we get to that one. Uh, and that's pretty much it. They all the band just did all their stuff. Uh, one slightly, I th- well not slightly. I think it's pretty damn interesting
1: uh, fact about this album. That this is the only album entirely in German to ever be certified platinum in the United States. I believe it. Yeah, I mean that's pretty cool. I mean, they they obviously had a cultural impact here. Like people, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think even though Rammstein has continued to be to make music and they make they're still quite popular in Germany, I believe. Yeah, um, at least in, within the style. Yes, and uh, but the U.S. pretty much only remembers Du like that's right. it. And you when you say like Rammstein they're like, oh yeah, yeah, that was
0: the Duhaas band.
1: <laughs> but like they're fucking good, man. Yeah. Like their their catalogue is fantastic.
0: They are. Surprisingly, from what I've read, they're huge in Mexico.
1: I mean that makes Mexico has a lot of like heavy metal love. Uh, mm-hmm. which I think is uh yeah, that that makes total sense to me. That's cool. All right. Do you have anything else you want to add before we dive in? Uh the last thing I want to bring up is just the album art mm-hmm. for the CD. It was pretty intense, and just kind of looking at it again, it just reminded me, you get like, just it's pretty much their faces with like weird, like each band member, um, so it has like, I can't remember whoever the, which band member was on like the main front cover, but like you open up like the booklet, and you had pictures of yes. all of them. And they all had like weird facial mask stuff, but it was like they were made out of like kitchen objects, apparently. Right. It was like someone you know, had a freaky spatula or spoons or a whisk right. or something or other shit or a fork or whatever. But like they're all in like they looked very, you know, all like cold and demonic kind right. of thing even. Um, but I I, th- I thought that looked it was definitely kind of um, triggered just you know my my memory right there, my install to be like, oh man, I remember those intense <laughs> face pictures. So
0: Yeah. Um I think I think the one on the front cover is the lead singer. Okay. I believe. Um, I've I've never seen them live. I've mm-hmm. wanted to. They've come to Vegas a couple times, and I just keep missing them.
2: Yeah.
0: And um but I've seen video of them performing yeah. live, and I my best guess is I'm pretty sure that's the lead singer on the front. Okay. Yeah,
1: I, I haven't seen them live either, but I totally would love to. Yeah, from like watching some of their live stuff, it seems super theatrical. Not quite to like Guar level you know with some of their intense stuff but they're not far behind right (laughs) like you know they definitely do a lot of pyrotechnics they do I think some sexual stuff as well (laughs) kind of like like the Guar kind of things and stuff like that so if you're if you like that kind of style Rammstein live show which I do I'm all for it Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) I like I like ridiculous and ridiculous stuff like that so all right well I'm ready to dive in yep and we start off with the album title track Sing sukt, which translates to longing or
2: craving. Lass mich deine Träne reiten über Wolken ohne Glück. Der große Vogel schiebt den Kopf sanft in sein Versteck zurück. Zwischen deinen langen Beine such den Sand vom Letzten.
1: I'm gonna correct your That's not
0: how it sounds when they say it in the out in the song.
1: That's right. I I know they don't know. I know how to pronounce <laughs> it. <laughs>
0: I took German in seventh grade, buddy. Yes. Here's my question, though. What dialect of German did you take? Because I have since learned that there's yeah, like might, 28 yeah, dialects yeah, yeah. of like, German. You know,
1: the, you always get taught. We really in school, they only really teach us about like the quote unquote basic like Berlin. Yeah. Basic uh, but German. then, but but southern German like the Bavaria style yeah. is so different, and, and they kind of. They, they do more ch, like the C-H is like, it's ich, is what you'll typically say, but it's like ich uh, in the South, I mm-hmm. think, if I remember that. Uh, my buddy Will, who is listening to this podcast, I know is probably freaking out because he wants <laughs> to talk about jerk because he lived in Germany for multiple years, and he's like, I met him through a German class, he's probably freaking his ass out about it. I don't want, don't, Will, do not call in, <laughs> do not tell me how I'm mispronouncing it. This is my podcast, and I'm telling you, I am the
0: master of all per- German pronunciation, so it's zenzugt. <laughs> All right, so right out of the gate, we can already tell this is a little bit more of an industrial sound. We get some keyboards. Mm -hmm. um, We get some sort of kind of industrial pre-programmed drums, which I think they probably use electronic drums in the recording. Mm -hmm. A lot of this, obviously, when you see them live, they use real drums, but I'm pretty sure it's mostly electronic drums through a lot of this stuff, which works well with their sound. Mm -hmm. But I've got to talk about my favorite thing about this band. It's the sound of the guitar. It's the mm. tone that they use. It's the way they have their distortion, which is very deep and very tight. Uh, it can it say, sounds. Can you very say that one more time, a little slower? Deep and tight. Okay, thank you.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Sorry. <laughs> uh, I'd be grossed out, but that kind of actually goes—it yeah. <laughs> goes along with, yeah, the, with the ROM the side. side. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I just oh I just I've always loved the tone of it and I've always wanted to try and recreate it on a guitar and it, I just never have. I'm sure I could look it up somewhere but you know, part of the part of the fun of the journey is exploring the sounds yourself, so.
1: Uh I always enjoyed like the beginning of this song, like mm-hmm. the wah, wah, wah. like it always, right. almost almost felt Middle Easterny sound yeah. to me and then they just kind of get into that kind of regular that kind of classic Rammstein element the yeah. sound that they've got which works well for me. Um I, straight up this is not one of my favorites. This is probably on the bottom half of the right. album for me. It's okay. not. It's not a bad song by any means. Right. Um, but you know, it's it's solid. You know, they have lots of chanting. Um, they do a lot of repetition of words and stuff. I mean, you're going to get that style throughout this album. Um, and I like this one. This one just doesn't. This doesn't pop off for me.
0: Okay. And let's move along to the next one. And Adam can correct my pronunciation. I'm going to keep saying it how I think it's going to be mm-hmm. said. So. Um, except for in like one case where I'm not entirely sure how it's pronounced, so I'll, I'll, I'll defer to you for that one. Uh, but uh, the next tr- track is Angle. That's correct.
2: Den Blick fragst du dann. Warum man sie nicht sehen kann. Erst wenn die Wolken schlafen gehen, kann man uns am Himmel sehen. Wir haben Angst und sind allein. Gott weiß, ich will kein Engel sein.
0: Truth be told, I kind of wish they'd started the album with this song.
1: Yeah, I don't. I don't blame you there. This this song it, it kicks my it kicks me into gear so much more. Yeah. Than uh, <laughs> um But yeah, sorry I didn't mean to catch up. But yeah, this is this was a fantastic. It was a single, I think, even for them. Yeah. Um, but like the opening is a great opening. It's honestly probably a better opening. There's that kind of whistle sound. It gets, yeah. And then they kind of they crank it in. Um, I mean, I love this song. I have it on one of my work, my workout playlist. Um, mm-hmm. I actually have quite a few Rammstein songs on my workout playlist. Uh, I have quite a few of them actually from this album. So, um, and uh, Bobo is in this one you mentioned. That yes. Artist. And she does a good job. I, I think her voice
0: kind of juxtaposes well with like the intensity of Rammstein. Especially with uh, the sound of Lindemann's voice, the mm-hmm. lead singer or Till. I might as well just say Till. That's a lot easier to yeah, say. Till, there you go. Till his first name. Uh, because he's got a very Lindemann. deep, yeah, that's it. Sorry. Deep, growly voice, yeah. And so having that sort of angelic, yeah, uh, you know, voice of Bobo really does, as you say, help juxtapose the the sound that's going on. I've always loved this song because you know, especially when it kicks in, it's very sort of Rammstein is very sort of heavy metal dance, mm-hmm. a very predictable beat going on yeah. that stays pretty constant through most of it. You could, you know. You could dance to it. I really don't know how you would dance to it. I, I
1: mean, I'd do like a mosh-esque yeah. dance to it. Yeah, I would, I would have fun with that.
0: Yeah. Um, and I do have a very distinct memory about this song. Uh, I remember one time I had gone uh, back to Iowa to visit our grandparents, and I was riding in the car with our cousin, Matt, and we were talking about music and somehow Rammstein came up and he was telling me about this time he heard this Rammstein song that wasn't Du Duhast mm-hmm. and he was describing it to me and go, oh, you mean this? And I put on my thing and I turned on Engel, mm-hmm. and he flipped his shit. Yeah. <laughs> he loved it because he loved this song because mm-hmm. it was, I And mean, we, we cranked the thing up. We were driving down the highway in Des Moines, Iowa, um, just blaring Engel in his car yeah. <laughs> Which was fun because it's mm-hmm. such a, it's a great driving song too. Yeah. It's very higher energy. It is,
1: absolutely. Uh, I watched the music video for this one and the music video is nothing great. There's actually, Romstein does some amazing music videos in my mm. opinion throughout their catalog. Um, but this is basically them kind of as a band playing in like this industrial warehouse, kind of potential strip club place. (laughs) Um, And you get like this creepy, you get a creepy kid with like black eye makeup singing the Bobo female part, which, you know, works well for their style. Yeah. You get this whole snake and like kind of stripper dancer lady and, Eventually, she turns into a guy with a flamethrower and burns it all down. It's it's kind of, you know, strange. But uh, apparently, like, the video is supposed to reference the um, 96 film from Dusk Till Dawn, which I can see elements of that. There's kind of weird mm-hmm. stuff. That movie, obviously, was pretty strange, too. But, uh, yeah. No, Angle is, is fantastic. And one of the, the top, probably my, one of my top three of the album, of the of the song. Definitely one of my top four of this album.
0: Yeah, it's yeah. definitely my, it probably is my top three. That's actually truth. Tol- yeah, top three, yeah. top three. It's a, my my top three sort of flip daily yeah. depending yeah. on how I'm feeling at the time. True, but they I do they kind of stay. Uh, so not long after this album was released, they released a live album called uh, Live in Berlin, mm-hmm. or Live aus Berlin, um, and Bobo did appear on that particular oh, okay. DVD for this song uh, in a flaming cage. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're they're all about theatrics. <laughs> yes, they are. All right. Let's move on. How would you say "move on" in German? Gegen is that right? I don't remember. What use are you then? <laughs> not, I fucking I stopped.
1: I stopped taking German a long time you're ago. You're not helping your credibility. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, and I have a very, I have a very good friend uh, from Germany named Sarah, who might actually listen to this, uh, mm. even though I know she hates Rammstein. <laughs> uh, but she just, it's just not her style of music. And then on top of that, when I first met her. We were in the car, and one of these songs came on, and she was like, oh, my God, that's disgusting. <laughs> <And> I,
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, you, which we don't know all and of and the, and yeah. you know.
0: Anytime I see her, I have to ask her, okay, what's it? Because I actually do like a lot of German bands. I listen mm. to uh, another band called Die Totenhosen, oh, yeah. which is very famous in the 80s and, and 90s and stuff like that, and I, I still listen to them. I do know what that means, the dead pants. Yes, yeah. <laughs> the dead pants. Um, And other bands as well, and I'll just ask her, hey— translate this for me (laughs) or at least tell me what they're talking about Mm -hmm. so i so make sure i'm not listening to like some sort of weird like alt-right revivalist band or something like that Uh, all right and let's move on to the next song which is called tear First off, it's a very appropriate title. Seems mm-hmm. like a very animalistic song. Uh, they're very much a fan so far of these sort of lighter, happier openings, and then yeah. crushing you yeah. with just the drums and guitar. It's, it's. I mean, this
1: starts off like it's going to be like a Beck song or something, you know? <laughs> <laughs> it has that feel. And then you're right, exactly. Like it just crushes that, uh, and it kicks it right into gear. Um, definitely like this one. Uh, side note, my, uh, my halo gamer tag in, in high school
0: was tear for a while. Ah, uh, cause you know, it's cool. It's a cool name, cool <laughs> word. Um, was that related to this song or just from the German you were taking?
1: Probably maybe a little bit of both. A little of both? Yeah. Okay. I had three different ones. Like, my first halo, it was halo talk for a minute. My first Nick, my first, uh, gamer tag that I used was odd job because yes, I just that. from like, uh, loving Goldeneye back in the day, odd job was like that, that, annoying character that no one you you would tell your friends you're not allowed to use odd job because he's you know too short <laughs> yeah. and he's, and he's hard to hit uh so i liked being that one and then i became tear for a while and then i became chong lee from Bloodsport. <laughs> chong lee because the dude had like the greatest pecs in the world they were <laughs> awesome anyway but this was one of my gamer tags um but yeah dude this song it, it's not amazing but boy is it driving is it fun is it rammstein
0: yeah i'm happy this album is one of my favorite driving albums just yeah. because of how how pretty much most of the songs on this album are just high energy all the mm-hmm. way through um yeah, pretty much with just a few couple of a couple of exceptions i have not actually looked up any of the translations of these i don't know if you've viewed it at all
1: i didn't other than like the uh the translation of the title i didn't mm-hmm. really go through like the lyrics
0: of them. okay mostly i just don't want to know yeah <laughs> it's probably for the best <laughs> I, I, my understanding is some of them are are little are a little out there. Mm-hmm. So long of them none of them is like straight up hate speech. Yeah. So I, it doesn't. I don't think so. They don't seem to. No.
1: I've never got that vibe from them. I haven't either. So,
0: uh, all right, we're going to move on to the next one, which uh, has a interesting title of "Bestraf mich." Yeah. Uh, which translates to "punish me."
2: Bestrafe mich, Bestrafe mich. Du meinst ja. mich ein in dein Gebet, bevor der Wind noch kälter weht. Deine Größe macht mich
0: So here we do kind of finally slow down a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's not a huge jump. We've just sort of backed up a little bit. You still get that same sort of driving bass drum dance beat from the drums, but everything else seems to have calmed down to a much more walkable pace. I'll go to a walkable yeah. pace. So it's yeah. not a dance pace. It's a walking pace. It's uh, Again, you get sort of that same thing where they give you a small little intro and then everything mm-hmm. else comes in. Uh, I, it, it is a little bit different. I, I think there's a little bit more sparsity in the sound, so the vocals come out a little bit more on this one. Um, but overall, I actually I really enjoy this one. I think mostly I enjoy it when I've when I've listened to, especially "Angle" and then tear and then this mm. one because it helps sort of bring us down for a second uh, before you know bringing it up again. What are your thoughts on the song?
1: Um, my thoughts on the song are: I definitely get the you know kind of sl- slower pace to it. I mean, it's not terribly slower, um, but this is a song that I don't remember as quickly as a lot of the other ones on this mm-hmm. album. And I think there's, it's, that's for a reason for me. I don't think the song is as good as some of the other ones. It's all right. It's, it's all right. It's just nothing special. It's not driving me as much as like the other ones do. And I, I don't come to Rammstein for this song. Is right.
0: What I'll say. Okay. That's fair. Well, let's go ahead and move on to the next one. Uh, because this is the one that probably most of our listeners and the rest of the U S at least mm-hmm. m- remembers this band for. And that is the song Duhast, which I understand is actually sort of a play on words. Yes, it is. So can you describe, explain that for <laughs> yes, us? Yes,
1: I can. So um, it's a, what is a synonym? Not synonym, Hon- homonym. homonym. It's a homonym in German. Um, basically, Duhast, H-A-S-T, H-A-S-S-T, how it's spelled, means you have. But if it's H-A-S-S-T, uh, which is pronounced the same, du hast, it uh, it means you hate. And so like you know, we'll we'll talk about it, but like it is pre- I love that aspect about this song. Du,
2: du hast, du hast mich, du hast mich, du hast mich gefragt, du hast mich gefragt, du hast mich gefragt, hast mich gefragt und ich hab nichts gesagt.
0: Okay, one thing before we get into the lyrics and all this stuff that we talk about that I actually love about this song is the beginning. Mm-hmm. So again, we get this sort of synthesized sound that they like using in the beginning is a lot of these songs and then everything kicks in. What I like about this is that it's almost slightly deceptive mm-hmm. um, because they put an accent on the upbeat. So it comes in, t-ca-dun, 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 t-ca-dun. but the way they play it makes it sound like they're doing what's called a pickup, or it sounds like the, the accent should be the downbeat, mm-hmm. t-ca-dun, 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 t-ca-dun. when really it's, t-ca-dun, 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 t-ca-dun. Mm-hmm. which is kind of hard when I'm just saying it, mm-hmm. but hopefully you could hear me sort of clapping on where mm. the beat was. Because it's it it deceives you in the way that you think where the beat is and then when the drums and guitar finally come in you realize it's not where you thought mm-hmm. it was initially and I love it when bands do that I love it yeah. when they take something and they um, and i I'm, I'm such a music theory nerd yeah. <laughs> that I, I love stuff like that when they'll they'll do things deceptively
1: it's funny you mentioned that because even when you know we're listening to it now and you, you have a whatever you yeah and like when i'm about ready to start the uh i'm like always a half a beat late because they started early cuz it's like oh yeah i'm not on the right part of the beat <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah and that's and that's one of the thing you know it's this simple little simple little yeah. musical things that i i love cuz that that you know i i shouldn't say that denotes intelligence mm-hmm. but i love music that makes me think about it which is which is why i probably I shouldn't say I love, but can appreciate the music that's a little bit more difficult to listen to Mm -hmm. uh, if you understand what's going on compositionally. But I think that goes with anything, anything you're passionate about. If you understand it more or can break it down a little bit more, you tend to appreciate it more. Yeah. Even if it's not something that's aesthetically pleasing.
1: No, 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 absolutely. I absolutely agree with that. Um, You know, I've definitely found myself. Uh, whether it's doing breakdowns of films or shows here with you, or mm-hmm. like talking about episodes with Corey on Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast, check it out. Uh,
0: <laughs> or talking about the intricacies of the best burger in Lagrange, Georgia. Yes, whatever
1: it is. Um, but really breaking them down, you know. Even though, even after after I watch it and I kind of do my own notes, and I'm like, oh, that's not that good if i talk to you and you kind of break things down for it that makes me understand it better or whatever right. the episode is or whatever we're talking about i might be like oh you know what maybe i did like that better i, mean, I kind of think that because i understand it more or mm-hmm. i feel like i have an understanding of it more better which is
0: which is just an interesting thing all right all right let's talk about this song yeah uh, or more about this song so why don't you dive in a little bit about what you were about to talk about well, with the lyrics yeah what
1: i love about it is you know the 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 chorus is on, du, du hast, du hast mich, uh, you, you have, you have me, but it can very easily just be you, you hate, you hate me. Mm-hmm. And then he goes into, du hast, du hast mich, du hast mich gefragt. And that means you, you asked me, you have asked me. Basically, you can't say you have hate. At, yeah, <laughs> And so it's, it is kind of interesting because it kind of bounces back and forth and then it kind of goes into what, you know, the hast actually is for that one. Um, but it, it, it's just the wordplay. I think is really intelligent writing, mm-hmm. um, and so it is very fun. Um, I uh, th- this song peaked at number twenty, not on the Billboard main, uh, the, not on the main Billboard Hot 100, but on their mainstream rock songs chart, okay. which is a lesser chart. Um, but uh, it is apparently the most successful German language song in the U.S. in the history of that chart, at yeah.
0: least. So. Um, and it was their second single, right? Did you mention that? Yeah, their second. second oh, I didn't single mention behind what it "Angle" is. was, I believe, the first one. Yeah. Um, but this one also got a bump because it was also featured on the Matrix soundtrack. Yeah, which fits
1: right in with other Matrix songs. Yeah. I mean, that that I don't remember it from the movie, but just knowing it being with those other groups of songs from the Matrix makes total sense.
0: I believe, if I'm remembering correctly, I think it was in the end credits. Okay. I think the song ends on a Rage Against the Machine, or the movie ends on a mm-hmm. Rage Against the Machine machine song, and then I think it goes into Duhas for the second half of the credits. Oh, okay,
1: yeah. Yeah, those second half credit songs sometimes get kind of lost, lost in the mix. Lost, because nobody stays. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now they do, with, with thanks to end credit scenes uh, that have become yeah, a thing for some. Yeah, but even
0: then, Marvel's second half music is usually the cinematic score. Yeah, true. So. True.
1: True. But yeah, it w- fits really, really well, and that that is an, a soundtrack that I absolutely love as well. I'm pretty sure you had that. album. Oh yeah, yeah. I listened to the hell out of that soundtrack.
0: Yeah. I still do on occasion. Yeah, that's an that's an that's another soundtrack that I'd be willing to talk about yeah. as in an album review because there is an art to creating a movie soundtrack, and I'm not talking about the you know original scores, mm-hmm. although obviously there is to that and. Um, and maybe someday we'll we'll do that on an album review. That would be interesting do, to do. Do an
1: original score. Or yeah, do a, yeah, or, and do
0: a soundtrack as well. Would be good. But yeah, yeah but an original well, score. I meant Ooh. original score. We were, but mostly, I'm talking about doing a soundtrack. Yeah. What would you do for a soundtrack? Well, or sa- for uh, original score. Both. <laughs> sorry, I got sorry. You. <laughs> for soundtrack, um, off the top of my head, the two that we've yeah. mentioned here. Well, I wouldn't mind doing the Matrix. Also, Mortal Kombat. Yeah, is one we've actually talked about doing that one. Um, as far as original score the gamut is huge. Oh, yeah. Um practically anything big by John Williams is worth hmm. talking about. Um, other scores like Back to the Future is a great yeah. score to talk about. Yeah. Anything by uh, Danny Elfman. Yeah. That'd be interesting. Uh, BL Juice or Batman. Yeah, the Batman one kind of
1: sticks out in my head. Yeah. Thinking about that one. So. so all right, anyway.
0: All right, anyway. Uh, but as far as uh Duhast, you know, I I fell in love with it just as much the next person it was obviously the song that introduced most of us if not almost all of us to the band Rammstein yeah um and it it hasn't really lost any of its luster for me no I'm with you there I'm still (laughs) excited to hear it um but unlike we kind of talked about sort of a similar feeling when we talked about Helmet Mm -hmm. oh it had that one song I still love hearing it but unlike Helmet uh I can listen to the <laughs> this entire album all the way through without any issues, very true, like even
1: though there are some songs that you know I'd more than not want to skip on the album, but there's the vast majority mm-hmm. uh, this album is awesome, even though there is like repetitive style similar with enough a helmet right this style doesn't doesn't get as tiresome to me <laughs> yeah. Nah, uh, and yeah, Duhas itself, obviously like on my workout mix (laughs) and just songs that I have a new metal mix as well. And I believe and this one's kind of on there Mm -hmm. as well. Um, if this Duhas song does not get you going and motivate you to do whatever the fuck you (laughs) are, you're you're wanting to do, then you're, you're just not a person I want to hang out with (laughs) because I love this song. Uh, I did watch the music video and they were kind of like the band was like this kind of mob-esque group, honestly, very similar to Reservoir Dogs. Okay. Um, they kind of had like, you know, not exactly, but similar enough. Um, and there was a whole kind of, I don't know, storyline between this one guy who they were like interrogating at some point. I think Mm -hmm. it's kind of what made me think of Reservoir Dogs with it, but even just them just kind of dressed up in suits type of thing. Um, so their first one of them, they must have like a, a, a Robert Rodriguez slash, um, Guillermo, not Guillermo del Toro, uh, Tar- Quentin Tarantino kind of thing with with what they like because their two music videos for this album have been <laughs> s- similar to their styles.
0: All right, well, let's move on to the next song in the album, which has a little bit of a controversy attached to it. We'll talk about that a little bit uh, in the song that I hope I pronounced correctly is "Buchdish," Buchdish, which translates to bend over. <laughs>
2: Zwei Beiner auf allen Vieren. ich führe im Spazierenden Passgang den Flurentel lang. Ich bin enttäuscht, jetzt kommt der Rückwärts mir entgegen ohne ich bleib am Strumpfband kleben. Ich bin enttäuscht, total enttäuscht.
0: one there is no pretense they mm-hmm. hit you with the beat right out of the gate which i like because it's it's they give you the beat but they change it a little bit because you get just the drums and then the vocals on top of it mm-hmm. so it, we still wait for the guitar to come in before it really kicks into gear but they 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 let us know ahead of time what we're in for yeah like here's yeah. the drum beat this is what we're gonna this is this is our this is our tempo mm-hmm. this is how fast we're moving motherfucker yeah so keep up this is the kind of shit i come
1: to rammstein for <laughs> I love Come to rum. Uh, not like that. You sick bastard. Uh, but like, I, I love boutique. It is, it is heavy. You know, it is moving. Mm-hmm. It's a headbanger. You know, I cannot yeah. help, but either stop my feet or literally just kind of bang my head and like, you know, give myself shaken baby syndrome, say shaken Adam syndrome or something, <laughs> just because I, I love this song. And it, honestly, this is like a, this is a contender. There's probably like three songs in this album that are kind of fight for the top. I'm not sure which one. Sometimes it's Duhas. Sometimes it's Dick, Sometimes it's another one that's later in the album. Um, but like those are like my easily my top three. And this I think this song is just fucking
0: awesome. This is the song that I had my friend Sarah listen to that she told me was disgusting. <laughs> oh, that makes sense. I mean, a bend over. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this song also had a little bit of controversy when they performed it live um, around the, the sort of the uh, Zenzuked. Yeah, Zanzuk. Tour. Or Zanzuk.
1: Zanzuk, I think, is whatever preferred. Close enough. Zanzuk, I think that's how I said it earlier. It doesn't matter, yeah. It doesn't matter.
2: Um,
0: the This... Uh, during this song, the lead singer would simulate ainhole sex with the keyboard player uh, <laughs> using a uh, liquid squirting dildo. That sounds about right. <laughs> and they were actually arrested in Massachusetts in 1999 uh, for performing this song and actually, actually spent the night in jail. Oh, that's funny. Fucking Massachusetts. Come on. <laughs> get over it. It's, it's art,
1: if you will. <laughs> it is, but it's funny. Um, that's cool. That's it awesome.
0: is. Um, and I, I totally agree with you about the, the feel of it. It's mm-hmm. it's a great uh, driving song. Um, there's a kind of a weird, I don't know, it's very simple, but a great moment tr- uh, that happens a couple times towards the end where the you get a very sort of downbeat-driven guitar for most of it. Mm-hmm. Where everything's with the beat. And then it's one little mm-hmm. part, as it transitions out of one section to the next section, and you get this... Uh, 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 yeah. uh, this really cool upbeat or offbeat, I should mm-hmm. say not upbeat, but offbeat guitar riff, yeah. which is fun because it's little, it's a little things like that that can kind of make me smile as I'm banging my head yeah. like, <laughs> along with the song. Uh, all right. Uh, anything else you wanted to add to this no, one? All right. I'm good with that one. We're cool. All right. So then we go to the next song, which translates to play with me. And that is the song Spiel mit mir.
2: Wir teilen Zimmer und das Bett Brüderlein, komm und sei so nett Brüderlein, komm fass mich an Rutsch ganz dichter an mich heran Vor dem Bett ein schwarzes Loch alt Alright,
0: so we do slow down a little bit. We get a little bit of a softer, interesting opening. Uh, with the lead singer singing in his upper register, mm-hmm. which is a little different, which is funny because at the ends of some of the phrases, he falls way flat from where <laughs> you, you think he really should be. Uh-huh. But I think that kind of adds to the style. Yeah. Yeah, it fits. It fits. I mean, it's almost kind of a creepy-esque to, you yeah.
1: know, it's all a play with me. <laughs> you know, and it's, it, it works really well. I want to go on a little conjugation thing that's bothering <laughs> sure. me. And I always I and, and this is probably what bothered me the most about German. I love German quite a bit, mm-hmm. but you have to change your verbs, like you have to kind of like not your verbs, but like your your nouns all the time in German. Um, you know, whether they're feminine, uh, masculine or neutral. And mm-hmm. I hate that they do this cuz you have to remember, you have to, you know, memorize, oh, this word, the word for table is Uh, Is a I can't remember it might be I'll just say for this thing it's oh it's a neutral sex to it oh but the for chair it's masculine (laughs) and you have to like conjugate things properly to fit all of that stuff and you know if they're if they're neutral then they get a certain ending when they're plural that they don't get or whatever with the other things and it's all it's annoying as fuck and I always disliked so uh, you know we've we've seen in the song right before. Or just for example, buch dick. So dick, uh, similar to dick is is you is is uh, um, buch dick. Dick, yeah, dick, yeah. Like you, you bend over, yeah. Mm. Pretty sure. Um, yeah, buch dick is like that's a that's a command. It's like okay. like buchin. I think is to like bend over book dick. Like you do it. I think so. Okay. If I'm correct, but Mick is me, right? But when it's behind the certain types of prepositions, here mit meanings with, it goes to mir. Like if it was dich or du, du, dick or do do dick dir, ich mick mir. It's just like you have to change them all depending on where they are, and if they're behind, behind certain prepositions, like this one is, it becomes mir instead of mic and all this other shit. And it just it became really confusing, and I hated learning. Like you know what? A table is just a fucking table. It's not a. There is no penis on this fucking table. I, it, why is it masculine or feminine? I hated all that. Um, all that really annoyed the shit out of me, and you had to memorize all of them. Oh, so that being said, <laughs> I, I was—I'm sure I'm way off on a lot of that stuff, but I just forgot a lot of it. But it was funny. Um, it's funny how that how languages work like that. Yes, it's like it's a fucking chair. i am sorry, it's not whatever. Anyway, the song—I <laughs> love this song. I think it's another great one on the album. It is yeah. slower, but it's still—it feels hard. Yeah. to me still, um, it is it is still driving and it's fun. I like the Spiel mit mir, ein Spiel. Like it's just you, you got a creepiness
0: factor to it. Yeah. It's uh, I very much enjoy it. Actually, I it, having re listened to this, I get what you say about it's good for when you're learning German mm-hmm. because for one, they do despite the fact that he has a very low growly voice, yeah. he very seems to distinctly uh, yes. articulate his words. Yeah. And he's and the vast majority of the time he's speaking slow enough that you can hear everything very well. Yeah. So I could I could totally see using this album as a yeah. way of learning to speak German. Um, probably not the best example mm-hmm. as as far no. as content goes. <laughs> yes, but I could totally understand why someone would think that. Yeah. I do. I think. I think the slow, slower creepiness of the song helps it stand out on the album because mm-hmm. we do get a lot of the sort of same driving sounds, similar beats from a lot of stuff, and this does change it up a little bit, which I like. Um, I like the sort of the slight pause into the the cinematic. Uh, I mean, it's it's obviously done on a on a uh, on a keyboard, but the the plucked strings, bum bum mm-hmm. bum, bum 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 bum, yeah, uh, which good. yeah, just adds to it. Um, and funny enough, if you're talking about language. The reason I took Portuguese in college is because in Spanish, what, which I what I took in high school and middle school was Spanish, you have, again, you have the masculine and feminine mm-hmm. forms of nouns. But then with the verbs, you have like six different conjugations. Yeah. Well, Portuguese, there's only four. Uh, so okay. uh, I had actually had a friend who was like, well, just take Portuguese. It's yeah. much easier than Spanish. <laughs> Smart. <laughs> so the only thing that was interesting was the Portuguese I took was... Uh, all of my teachers were from the Rio area of Brazil mm-hmm. and they have a slightly different pronunciation to the rest of Brazil. Okay. So it's a little bit softer and they have some different interesting ways of pronouncing certain beginnings mm-hmm. and ends of vowels yeah. and, and constants and stuff like that. Um, whereas like if you go to Southern Brazil, it's much harder sound. It sounds like Spanish mm. sort of okay. stuff. So like the word, the word Rio de Janeiro in, um, in Southern Brazil, that's how they would say a Rio de Janeiro. But in Rio, Beginning R's become an H. Beginning O, ending O's become a U. So Rio becomes Hue. So the whole thing becomes Hue de Janeiro. Whoa. Okay. Yeah. So when so and someone did notice that I do I speak I still speak very little Portuguese mm-hmm. <clears throat> just because after I left college I had no use for it I didn't go spend any yeah. time in in Brazil which I'd want hope would hope to do but life you know mm-hmm. changes your plans all the time uh, but I have had a few people who. Who well, I've talked to in the few times I've pronounced s- simple words like thank you and, and hello and very good and necessarily sort of like they will like oh you learned from a, someone from Rio, so at least at least I get the accents sort of yeah. similar that's <laughs> yeah, pretty good right, all right let's move on to the next song which sort of speaking of strings uh, kind of gives us into into another into that sort of classical sound well not really classical sound but the title works for that yes uh, and that is the song clavier. Sie
2: sagen zu mir, schließ auf diese Tür. Die Neugier wird zum Schrei, was wohl dahinter sei. Hinter dieser Tür steht ein Klavier. Die Tasten sind staubig, die Sind verstimmt. Hinter dieser Tür sitzt sie am Klavier. Doch sie spielt nicht mehr. Ach, das ist so lang her. Dort.
0: So here we get sort of our first true ballad, mm-hmm. if you want to call yeah. it a ballad. Yeah, um, it's still very hard. And in, in, in what they do, interestingly, thing I find about it, the name of the song is Clavier, which means piano. There's no piano in the song. Huh, that's fun. Didn't think about that. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. I mean there's some synthesizer and keyboard but there's no piano. Yeah. I th- I find the song to be nice. It's not really one I go back to specifically to listen to, not because it's slower but just because to me it's a little repetitive and mm-hmm. and not as interesting. Yeah. In, in what they've done here. So,
1: yeah, it, I very agree with you. It, it doesn't feel special to me. Um, it's not really one that I remember. And mm-hmm. so I I pretty much will will skip this one. This has got to be my probably yeah, my least favorite on the album. Um, I mean, it sounds. I love when heavy bands do ballads. Like this sounds somewhat to me like it's it's kind of on par with um, like a System of a Down style okay. ballad yeah. that they do. Which, but they do it awesome. Their ballads are <laughs> awesome. Um, you know, uh, just the the uh, Serge Tankian's voice with System of a Down lends itself to that very well. Where um, Till uh, Lindemann's voice. His singing voice isn't as strong, right? You know, on stuff like he needs to have the gruff anger chant or whatever the heck he's doing. Like this, this softer thing is like, eh, it just doesn't really fit for me as well, at least on this song. So that's fair.
0: Yeah. That's fair. Uh, yeah, I really don't have too much more to say about the song. It's okay. like it's it's an okay song, you know. If I'm listening to the album, I'll let it run, but yep. it's definitely not one I go searching out for. Cool. Yep. Same way. All right, on. and we'll move on to the ninth song in the album, which is Alterman.
2: Yeah, alter mann there we go. which means old man nur das wissen braucht ein vulkan ich dann gefragt er bevor er
0: So for me, this is a nice filler song. Yeah. It, it it there's it it doesn't hit me one way or the other. It doesn't I don't find it to be it's not a particularly driving song. It's sort of middle of the road. It brings us up from clavier but not all the way back to mm-hmm. that sort of driving Rammstein sound that we are they kicked us off with. But for me, there's not much substance to it as far as is anything else musically in the in the song. So I it's not one I search out.
1: Yeah. uh I actually almost had the exact same notes um i mean I like the song just fine mm-hmm. you know when you're doing like a full listen through good this is a good filler song but you know it's it's a little bit slower than some of the other romsteining stuff but it is exactly it's um you know it's enough like it that it makes me happy right but this is not gonna be one that I pick out and listen to you know making like a my best of Rammstein mix, right? Exactly. Um, but In fact, it, I know for a fact it doesn't make my best of Rammstein yeah. mix. <laughs> there you go. Uh, but it's you know it's decent. You know it's got more of that industrial style than Clavier, cl- clavier clavier, uh-huh. which I liked, uh, or which I like that it does. But yeah, very same way. I mean, uh,
0: filler, filler all the way. All right. So not too bad. Let's move on then. I don't really have anything else to add on that. Yeah. I mean, the the only thing if I can talk
1: about how you have to uh, when you when you pluralize. Uh, alter man it becomes i think it al- it's either altera or elter no it's altera altera or alterin in uh and you got to add an e when some with some of them depending on if it's a if it's male because man is male obviously uh then you would add i think the en Alterin in manner uh as opposed to altera if it was female it'd be altera frauen or whatever isn't that stupid yeah.
0: <laughs> Sorry. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the German Grammar Podcast.
1: So, and I'm probably I probably way off on like what I'm saying, too, because I just forget everything. Right. Um, don't at me, Will. Uh, or don't at me, Sarah, if you listen to this one, right. either of our German friends. Uh, but, you know, it's good shit. I do love German, and I love the language and all that stuff, and I love Rammstein.
0: So, all right. Let's, let's move on. All right. Let's move on to number 10, the second-to-last song, which uh, I'm just going to take a guess. On the pronunciation, is pronounced Eifersucht.
1: Yeah, Eifersucht.
0: You're, you're right there. Close enough, okay. Yeah. Which means envy.
2: Bin ich mir die Zunge ab. Bin ich Dann nimm mir alles. Bin ich Töte mich und, mein Herz. Hab ich dein Bein? Töte mich, und mich ganz auf. Dann
0: On the whole, I still kind of consider this one a filler mm-hmm. song per se, yeah. but I think it's a much better filler song than Alterman was. Yeah. Um, I get I get into this one a little bit more. I, it's not it, again; it's another song I seek out. But when it plays, I'm happily singing along mm-hmm. as best I can, where I'm mostly just grunting the sounds I yeah. think they're saying. <laughs> but I actually do enjoy this one. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I think. <laughs> Yeah, this is a solid
1: song. Yeah, I kind of put middle of the road, but basically to me that main it's filler. Um, but it is. It's good. I this is one I remember more than some of the others on the album. Um, but like to me, I, I, one of the things that point that I kind of uh, just kind of pops in my head is the, the laughs that he has at the mm-hmm. end or like they, they add that stuff that they have in the song, like the ah ha ha ha
2: ha I <versucht." laughs> Like
1: it's it's good. It's memorable, it's it's fun, it's not top tier you know this right. is not their patron this is your cuervo <laughs> uh you know whatever or you know this is not your House beer it's your you know middle of the road beer. actually House is kind of middle of the road beer, <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's not your your really good shit
0: okay um but yeah all right and we finally come to the last song on the album which admittedly for a long time was probably my favorite song on the entire album this this is the other one that i mentioned is in that Three, yeah. to, uh, you know, that keep fighting from yeah, the top. exactly. It's, it's so good. It's definitely the top of three. Uh, which is, Adam, do you want to lead us in with that one? What was the name of this song?
1: Kiss Mitch.
0: Which oh, me? Yeah, Kiss. Kiss Me. Kiss Me, baby.
2: She hates immer, still, immer, still, still, immer weil still, weil sie werden will. Werden. Nassia gefangen in der Finsternis Sieht sie nie Das Licht der love this
1: song yeah man it's it's awesome
0: it's uh, g- it <laughs> kicks in out of the gate it just drives you in with this nice little you know hit from the from the bass and drums and with the guitar like giving us this cool this cool lick which is is a little syncopated which i think helps it's not so very much driving straight down mm-hmm. on the beat it's syncopated a little
2: bit
0: where the yeah. um, accents are moving along in the song and then it kicks in and you get this the weirdest shit that yeah. fucking cartoony sound yeah, blah, blah, blah,
1: blah, 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 blah. It, whatever all that stuff yeah but that fit the ridiculousness of that mixes so well with their <laughs> hardness yeah and that yeah it, it just becomes this inexplicable force of even better awesomitude you know <laughs> of this song is yeah, so much fun
0: Uh, yeah it is and it, it was it's been I I would say it was my favorite for the longest time and, that, and it's definitely still top three for me yeah um, between this angle and eh, probably Duhast's okay for a little bit um maybe book dish a little bit yeah for me for
1: i I love book dish
0: yeah uh so those those hard ones for sure but it's just oh it's so much fun it's a great one to end on too Mm -hmm. because it wants wants you leaving more so i remember growing up with this album i get to the last one because they they've dropped you down with clavier and then they're slowly bringing you back up and then you hit Kursmish, and you're just like I got to go play this album again. Yeah. It just, just flip it over. I got to, I got to get back or I'm just go yeah. back. I got to go back and listen to, to angle or whatever, something
1: we've had some albums that end fairly weak. Yeah. But I love that we end so strong on this one.
0: Yeah. It just, it, I, I love it when they, they leave you wanting more, mm-hmm. you know, it's not necessarily a, 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 a feeling you desire. You don't want to desire to have to feel like you want more. You should feel like it's, yeah. it's, you have closure, but you, I love that because it, the tension is what drives you back into the, I think it drives you into wanting you to hear more from the band. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So now, now, especially now that they've, they've got a catalog, you get to the end of this and you're like, "Fuck it, I'm going to put on the next, what's another album I See, can go to.
1: That's what that's all right. I want to go into my final comments because that's exactly okay. what I put down was like, I went down a Rammstein hole after this one. <laughs> Immedi- I listened to this album and then I hopped right on YouTube and I want to recommend to everyone out there like, just they they have all so many music videos on their on their youtube channel like and they have so many good songs i mean obviously it, it can be a repetitive style but for some reason i just don't get as tired of this repetitive style as i do with other ones right. that i can just listen to their their songs and they have very interesting visuals with a lot of their <laughs> music video i want to call out one of their songs which is actually one of my favorite uh, music videos called it's mon gigan man which is um them basically doing a music video, but they're naked the entire time. <laughs> okay. And they've just got like, you know, barely things covering, but you get a lot of man ass. Like there's a, there's a whole other <laughs> cutting to a lot of stuff of like guys, like wrestling, you're basically in a big dog pile, just naked in a dog pile. Um So you got a lot of man ass, but I think the song is awesome. And the music video I think is very fun. You're like, Oh, geez, was that just a dick? Oh, that could have been a dick. Oh, maybe. Uh. But besides me, obviously having some, um, gay things that I haven't <laughs> figured out yeah, what's, out what, what's up with me yet, uh, but they in general their music videos are very artistic. They're very over the top, which fits really well with the music. Uh, and so go down, you know, listen to this album, and then go down a Rammstein hole and just check out all of their
0: stuff. Yeah, um, one of my favorite other um, albums is, and I'm gonna butcher the, you can correct me on the pronunciation is is it Risa 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 Risa. Um, which has some really really good songs on that one. Yeah, um, America.
1: Yeah, which is we're
0: all living in America. Yeah, which he actually sings in English. Yeah, uh, mostly Coca Cola Wonderbra, which is interesting because Wonderbra is a Canadian company. Oh shit! Well, maybe he meant North America. Yeah, he probably did. Yeah, <laughs> we go with that. Uh, Moscow is another great uh, song yeah. on that album, and actually one of my favorite ones on that album is an acoustic one they did oh. called Los. Okay. If you've never listened, yeah, listened to Love's, I, I have that check, album. I need to check that to one it. out. I actually really enjoy that one. And then it, it's funny. I mean, the band itself is just they. I think what what helps has helped them last is I don't know if it's that they take themselves seriously or they don't take yeah. themselves seriously. <laughs> I can't tell, but either one. I love and one of my favorite songs, which is horrible, mm-hmm. is a song called "Te quiero puta," which is. I love you, whore. Yeah, <laughs> that's uh, it, awesome. is is a very you know what? You just gonna have to go listen to it. Yeah, um, and, I, and I don't know if it was a song that maybe they were like sort of catering to the to the Mexican audience yeah. that they have because they're so big down there. Apparently, that's, that's like, like that's Spanish. I was apparently, like, they Yeah, apparently, um, apparently their Mexico City shows are just insane nice. when they happen. Which, if I were a braver man, maybe that's what I would do—is yeah. I go down to Mexico, Mexico City, City yeah. to see one of those shows there. It would be amazing. Um, but listen to that one. I—I I remember going down a rabbit hole on Ramstein with a friend mm-hmm. and who was uh, a native Mexican, and I said, "I'm gonna play you this song," and he gut laughed through the entire thing. Yeah, because <laughs> he was like, "That is the greatest song I've ever heard." Nice. So, um, and you, you kind of touched on your final thoughts already. Yeah, yeah, I'm good. All right. So, I mine are probably going to be along the same line as yours. I love this album. I've mm-hmm. always loved this album um, since I sort of first dove into it. It's stayed in my rotation pretty constantly since mm-hmm. basically 1997, nice. or at least 1998. Mm-hmm. So, and so either on album or online or however I've gotten to it, um, I've loved. Uh, I love this band and I don't know. I've I've listened to a lot of German music and, and and I've I've recently been to Germany. Maybe it's my destiny. Maybe I need to move there. That's it. I gotta learn the language Become though. A, that, that part's yeah, gonna be tough. Rammstein groupie and just just
1: you <laughs> I mean you got the beard for it, like you would fit in I think pretty good. <laughs> yeah, it would be fun. Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure no one else would come with me. I might, but, I might join you. There you go. Let's leave our wives behind, John. <laughs> There's two bros going through Germany, groupying for Rammstein. Rammstein. And Dietotenhosen. And you know, They're no. still around. But... And the wise guys. I, I love, love that the one. wise guys. They're an acapella German group. They're, They're so go. cheesy. <laughs> if, if, if anybody heard them, they'd be like, are you fucking kidding me? But like, I fell in love with them from listening to them through my uh, German classes. <laughs> and I still, I still put them on like maybe once a year and okay. I just kind of like, and I don't even remember what all they're saying, but I still kind of like, you know, can sing some of the lyrics. I mean, it's just like cheesy
0: acapella. Yeah. Like it's not,
1: not cool like Rammstein, but I still love it. So, right. so those
0: three bands. Okay. Those three <laughs> bands. Um, I'll t- at least take two out of those three and I'll, I'll be along with the ride for the Vise guys. Um, find some stuff and we'll have some, we'll have some great schnitzel. Along yeah. The but, uh, which I, I was just going to end by saying, I loved Germany. It is Mm, such mm -hmm. a gorgeous country. It is so much fun. The people are amazing. And uh, if you've never been, get your ass over there.
1: Get your ass to Mars or (laughs) or, or get your ass to Berlin or Bavaria or Hamburg or or, Köln or wherever.
0: And much like America, even even though Germany itself is fairly small compared to the U.S., you get a lot of cultural differences just within that short amount of time. So uh, anyway... This is enough of, and we're not paid by the tourist industry of Germany, although we, we welcome. Yeah, we'll, please. We'll, we'll uh, fund our podcast, please. Yeah. You fund us, we will glad. We will fly to Germany and do the yep. podcast in yes. Germany.
1: Yeah. We, exactly. We're going to change our stuff to the Nina podcast. Our opening music will be 99 Luftballons. You know, we're, we're, we're down. We're going to do Polka. And, and Falco. <laughs> we're, we'll do nothing but all of that stuff first. <laughs> And then David Hasselhoff. We're obviously going to have a
0: Hasselhoff episode for them. (laughs) And we're going to have a Hasselhoff off. See who can Hasselhoff the most. (laughs) All right. That's enough of that shit. All right. That was our review of the Rammstein album, Zane Please join us next time for a Patreon-requested episode as we break down the 1995 film GoldenEye, discuss the 90s animated series James Bond Jr., and recast our versions of some James Bond characters. If you have any questions or comments, you can reach us at blastfromourpast@gmail.com. at gmail.com, and if you want to suggest a movie or TV show from your childhood or to be a guest on the podcast, go over to patreon.com backslash and pick a tier that works for you. To find us on social media, search for at blastpastcast. So until next time, I'm John. And I'm Adam. And thanks for joining us. See you next time.